All right, before we get started, quick little message, a big shout out, a big thank you to our good friends at Citrix Online. They are the sponsor of the Rise to Top. They allow all these videos to be free and get them out to you and you know make you more successful and learn and get inspiration, all that kind of good stuff. So big shout out, just a, just a props to them. Thank you to Citrix Online. So go to meeting with HD Faces. I, I'm thinking of so many different ways that I use it, So and I think so many other ways that you can use it as well. And one way that I like to use it is because now that there's HD faces on there, you know, and you can use the video and you do the do the webcam, you can turn it on. It really can change the dynamic of any type of meeting you're going to have. So for example, sales. Let's say you have a sales call or something like that. You know, option one, in person. Option two, on the phone. Option three, how about a reliable thing online where you can actually see the person? I think that makes such a difference when it comes to sales. You know, body language, you know, that face-to-face that -face connection. It can't be replaced in person, but I tell you what, right now, second best is doing it online. So if you want to check out GoToMeeting, try it free. 45-day free trial just for Rise viewers. Visit GoToMeeting.com, click the Try It Free button, and enter the promo code RISE, and now here's today's episode. All right, welcome to the Rise to the Top, the number one non-boring business show. I'm David Seitman Garland. I have a handball today because today's guest is also a huge handball fan, and I randomly have a handball. That's a fun fact. But um, you have noticed today's guest. He's been on the show before, twice, in fact. It is Lewis Howes. He's been on the show twice. Once, he came on to kind of share his story about how he went from a you know, football player that ended his career sleeping on a sister's couch to building a million dollar plus business, right? So that was the first interview we did. The second interview we did as part of the kind of internet marketing series that has wrapped up over the last couple months on the show is we talked about how he went through a launch phase on his most recent product, exactly what he did, how he created it, all that kind of stuff. Now, doing something a little bit different today on the show, I hope you guys like this. I, I want to hear feedback on this for sure, is that you know we're kind of breaking down Lewis does a lot of things well that we can all learn from and apply in our own way, like from a success standpoint. So in this conversation, it really is a conversation. It's not really an interview. It's a conversation back and forth. We kind of discuss some of his top principles um, of you know, relationship building and success and business principles that I think you can apply in many, many different ways. So without further ado, here he is, the one, the only, the Lewis Howes on the Rise to the Top. Enjoy it. If you have a handball... Raise your hand right here. Lewis House. We both have handballs in our hand. If you're on the audio version, you are missing out right now. I know. I know you're driving or you're on the treadmill. I don't care what you're doing. Get off. Come back and look at the handballs. But anyway, Lewis House, familiar face on the show. Welcome back, my friend. It was great seeing you, by the way, this past week in Washington, D.C. Always good to get some FaceTime in. It's fabulous. We got some freaking baby holding time. I held you like a little baby in my arms. Yeah, for people that don't know, uh, Lewis and I have a very special relationship, and that special relationship goes back several years. We're almost everywhere we go, we get a photo of Lewis holding me like a baby. Um, and we have several of these photos, including my wedding, um, one where I have a rose at my mouth, and uh, we continue the tradition at Yannick Silver's underground event in D.C. Yes. So cool, so cool stuff. Now, here, do something a little bit different today for a little chit-chat, Lewis, is that people have seen you on the show a couple of times. Yep. Uh, on the rise top a couple times. One time, I want to say we kind of gave a your story, right? So like how you went from this, you know, injured football player to a LinkedIn expert, and how you leveraged that into more of a small business and online brands, and you built this kind of empire that way. The second interview, we discussed a very specific product that you created, and we went like completely through it. We dissected it. So I yep. thought 
today, we're going to get our high-level cup of tea here yeah. and talk a little bit about some of the keys to success, like some of your philosophies that I think, because I think everyone can apply this, you know, and I think that, you know, you know and correct me if I'm wrong, it's cool to learn about the tactical stuff and it's amazing to learn your story, but like this is some of the key stuff I feel like people can think, can really get their mind around no matter what business they're in. I mean, don't you think? I completely agree. Because it doesn't matter. I mean, you know, so, so let, let's go through this. This is going to be a little different type of interview. Um, and again, this was something you spoke about at Underground. So I, I figured, you know, it was great. That got a big response there. I enjoyed it, even though I knew your story. So first and foremost, your first success philosophy, if we want to call it that, is focus on what you love. So tell us about that and sort of also how you've applied to that. Yeah, and we're going to cover actually five of these kind of philosophies yeah, today. Yeah, five. We're going five philosophies today. This interview. And all of these, everyone's already going to know these. Everyone's, it's nothing rocket science. This is very basic stuff. But I'm just going to explain how and why it works um, and how it's really helped me. So the first one is focus on what you love. For me, you know, originally for those who know me, I used to my, – my love and my dream was to play football. I focused on it. I got there. And I felt fulfilled inside because I was focusing on what I loved. Now I'm working on um, a lot of different courses and, and creating products online. It's something I'm really excited about and passionate about. It's a lot of fun for me. So I'm focusing on what I love because I'm getting to help other people by, by helping them grow their business with these courses and these trainings. So that's something that I really uh, uh, think everyone needs to do is focusing on what they love. Some people just chase the money. They're like, how can I make money? How can I you know, get a job? But they don't focus on the job that they want or the things they want to be doing. They just focus on the money or status or something. And I think that's kind of a backwards way of thinking. I mean, for you, you love interviewing famous and smart people. And right, yeah, and, and it's funny because I look at my own mistakes. Like I'm always, you know, I think when anyone hears philosophies or people's stories, we always try to apply it to ourselves, right? Like that's just what we do. And, right. you know, I remember, you know, my saying big time, and you know this, is money follows passion, not the other way around, okay? Yeah. And any time that I've had a failure, it's because I followed the money. <laughs> you know what I mean? It hasn't happened in a while, but I'm saying, you know, there was uh, an agency that I created between my old business, which was professional inline hockey and the Rise to the Top that I aptly named the DSG Agency. Brilliant. Um, and the idea behind it was I was going to sell sponsorships for other people. You know, they were going to come in and I was getting a percentage. The problem is I don't like it. Like that is not something that I wake up in the morning excited about at all. Do you know what I'm saying? And it was like the only reason that I was even debating doing it and kind of really got it going, honestly, was because of the money. And All what right. happens there is you're setting, you're setting yourself up to fail um, at some point because stuff's going to get difficult or you're just going to get annoyed and be like, screw it, and you're going to move on, you know? Exactly. And for exactly. you, though, I'm always curious about this. LinkedIn, I mean, because LinkedIn was really where you got your start, you yeah. know? Is it possible to have a passion for the platform? Is that, is that what it was? I mean, what was, what was the idea? Because, like, I understand football. I guess I just don't understand making out with LinkedIn. No, here's the thing. It's the <laughs> making out with LinkedIn. I had a passion with LinkedIn because every day I was, reach, I was able to research people in, like, the sports world and high-level CEOs and marketers and able to connect with them one-on-one. -on -one. And the passion was, like, the process of finding people, learning about them and their story – and then meeting them in person and interviewing them myself and asking them how they got to where they are. It wasn't necessarily playing around on LinkedIn all day. It wasn't like this amazing thing like, yay, playing on the computer. It was 
the process of meeting awesome people and then building a network. That's really what was fun for me, building a network. Yeah, and it was like, so it was more like LinkedIn, if you will, was the vehicle yes. that helped you do it. And then you, you kind of taught the vehicle to others. And that's exactly actually brings you to the second point of your uh, Lewis's big five philosophies here, which is, you know, again, so you have something that you love or, or something you think you love or whatever it may be. Um, right. And, and you, you, you have to, though, find the opportunity and then take the action. So, so yeah. talk a little bit about that and maybe how you applied that. So point number two is finding the opportunity and taking action, like David just said. And for me, everyone was talking about social back in 2008, 2009. They still are today. And, uh, but no one was talking about LinkedIn. I saw a huge opportunity to start sharing this information that I was learning about how to leverage it for businesses and just start sharing with people. Um, so I took a lot of action. I wrote a book. I started speaking about this. I started you know, writing content. And that's what helped me leverage where I am today by kind of creating this name for myself as the LinkedIn guy um, by taking that action, seizing the opportunity. And, and when Again, you nothing about science. Nothing rocket science here, just simple stuff. Right. And when, when you were doing that, when you were doing the, in the action phase, you know, were you literally just running and gunning with it? Like, were you just like, okay, I'm going to do a book? Because I know you You just like, when you come up with an idea, you get it done and it's out there. But I'm saying like, was there any kind of um, strategic plan whatsoever? Or was it more like, okay, I want to get my name out there as the LinkedIn guy. I'm just going to go. Start. I'm going to go. I'm going to do what we need to do. And I'm just going to go for it. And the first year was pretty much like, okay, a little strategy, but it was really like, let's just go and do this and see where it hits. Uh, I mean, you remember me early on, I was running events in St. Louis and all yeah. over the country, just trying to bring people together via LinkedIn, and I was making a little bit of cash on the side, but I didn't really have a plan. I was just like, how many events can I do? What city can I do them? Who's going to like them? You know, things like that. I knew I was going to write the book, so for 10 months, I was planning on writing this book and launching it, and then I was just kind of like, what can I do next? So I wasn't... You know, I'm still not that smart. I didn't have a great strategy, but it was – I took a lot of action um, for sure. And even now, is it a few years later, I mean, do you plan stuff out a little bit more now or is it different yeah. that you've started to kind of like you got past the chaos, the yeah. original like crazy chaos, and now is it a little more strategic or is it is it still the chaos? No, it's it's a strategic chaos. Strategic I mean, we've got, the, we've got the year planned out for like products we're launching, events we're hosting, different things like that, but it's um, – but sometimes things come in, opportunities come up, and we want to take action on it as well pretty fast. So we mix it up. But we've got things mostly planned for the whole year. Oh, so now, so now you do it kind of on a yearly basis, and you're like, here's our 2012 plan, if you will, yep. and, and you go from there? Yeah. Okay, interesting. So, okay, so finding the opportunity for you it was the LinkedIn. Um, you know, your action was basically to create content around this and, 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 and do that. And then this is the thing that I think you're the best at. Um, is building and give first. And yeah. this is where people struggle a lot. Um, tell us a little bit about that um, and, and your yeah. philosophy of not asking for anything. Yeah, so <laughs> point number three, David's laughing because I asked him to do this interview. Point number three well, is- Yeah, let me tell you, he, t he gets up on stage, hang on, I'm gonna interrupt you. Because he gets up on stage at Underground <laughs> and he has a slide, I think it says, don't ask for anything or something like that. Or he didn't, <laughs> no, he didn't say it. And he says, you know what? My biggest key to success is I don't ask for anything. Gets off the stage. I see him an hour and a half later. He's like, dude, can we do an interview on the show? And I'm like, I, what? I, we, you just said that. But it was yeah. just kind of funny. But we're it's, just giving you crap. I, would, I wouldn't normally say that to anyone, but since we've done it since a bunch. Since it was me, it was, it was okay. But I felt, I felt like that was the funniest thing ever. 
Anyways, I, I went against my own rule, but um, building, what was it? Building and See, give. I got you all off now. Um, it was building and give first or building yeah, give okay. first. So build your network, right? So David knows this from an experience we had. When I first met him, I said, David, why don't you come to this event? I'm going to give you a free sponsorship table. I want to really promote the rise to the top in your brand because I think it's great. And I was doing an event in St. Louis and um, brought a few hundred, three or 400 people together at this event, kind of made him like the celebrity there. He got to come up and speak and you know promote his stuff. And I gave first by trying to, I built the network with him and then I was just giving him as much as I could. I was trying to promote him. And I did this with a lot of influential people um, and people kind of on the rise. I was just like, how can I help you? How can I give? How can I promote you? And it was just about building the relationship with them one-on-one and then giving in any way possible, whether it be connecting them to other people or finding them sponsors, anything I could do to give, I would do it in my in my abilities. So building and giving. And a lot of people struggle with this, you know. I mean, because a lot of people say they give, yeah. And a lot of people say that they don't do that. And you're you're one that does it. You know, why do people struggle? Do you think so much with this idea? Because we know, again, like I said, the rocket science thing. We know this is a good thing. We know it's a good thing to go give people and do stuff like that, right? And and then people are like, well, what if you know I get burnt, and what if nothing happens good for me? Or you know, there, there's a lot of different things that people say. Um, you know, how, why is this so difficult for people? How do you get over that? You know? Well, I think a lot of people it's based off of fear. I think there's a scarcity mindset that a lot of us have. And I've had it before, you know, there's sometimes I do have it, sometimes I don't have it, but the scarcity mindset's like, we can't give away our secrets or we can't promote someone else, we have to promote ourselves, or we can't do this or else we're going to miss out on something. So it's like this feeling of, oh, if I give, they're going to burn me, like you said, this kind of scarcity mindset where some of this stuff's probably going to happen. You're going to give to some people and they'll never give you in return. Um, maybe they just never have the opportunity, but maybe they just never give you. However, over the long haul, the law, in my opinion, the law of reciprocity is always in your favor. Whether it comes back from that person or someone else, you always get to start receiving more in return when you give. I mean, it's a basic principle for humans, I think. Mm-hmm. And there's a way when you approach people to give unconditionally. And I think a lot of people, they'll give conditionally, thinking that they're doing it like to be nice, but it's really like, I'm going to give you this, but I'm kind of hoping that you'll promote me in return or... Let's trade, like you do some stuff for me. And that way of doing it is the wrong way of doing it where you're like expecting something in return. Right. When you do it not expecting, that's when it just starts to come back, you know, 10 from all over the place in every direction towards you where you're just like an abundant amount of like receiving. And um, <clears throat> so you got to get rid of the first, okay, I'm going to give, but only if people give me back mentality and just say I'm going to give because I want to show them that I really appreciate them and I, I want to help them. And so that they know I'm like a trustworthy person and they can rely on me and build that friendship with them. Because mm-hmm. the more you build that friendship with someone, they want to give. They want to give to you when you're friends with them. Right. No, it makes a lot of sense. Now here, just kind of going off, off the basis here, off the reservation, uh, is that uh, they're, they're, the idea that, okay, you build, let's say you build up this network, right? Let's say you do exactly what, what you kind of advocate and you do these things where you're giving and you're giving sponsorships and you're doing that, whatever it is in your niche. And let's just say that you have this large network, whatever, whatever it make. Okay. Sure. And then some months pass, maybe it's a year, God knows what. All right. Let's assume that you've created this network pretty solid and you then have something cool that you want to, that you would like to get promoted. Okay. 
yeah. a, a book, like you have a book just came out, like uh, it could be a, a program, it could be a, I, whatever. It's endless what it could be, okay? Do you have a classy way <laughs> of yeah. going back to folks, okay, that you, again, this has nothing to do with cold or anything. Like this. this is someone that you've maybe done something for in the past. Again, you didn't say, you know, and by the way, I'll be back someday to, to get my, to get mine. <laughs> to cash uh, check. Yeah, right, yeah, I'll be back. I'll be back. Uh, how do you approach that? Like, do you, do you have yeah. a way? I mean, do you just email everyone? Or, I mean, I mean, is there any systemizing to that? Because I got to tell you, the reason, one of the reasons I'm asking, I always feel apprehensive yeah. you know, to go back to people and ask them to do stuff. I don't like it. I feel uncomfortable, and I kind of want to get over it, and I bet a lot of other people do yeah. too. So maybe we can learn from you and your handball. Here's the thing. There's a right way to ask, and there's a wrong way to ask. There's a way to ask without it even feeling like you're asking for anything. And this would be like, so for, I'll give you my example. I've got a bunch of different products. I'm currently launching new products. I've got this webinar book. I've got all these different things I'm coming right. out with. And I've got Shameless a lot of- blog, a, the ultimate webinar marketing guide. Get it. All right, go ahead. Yeah. Anyways, um, so what I'll do is after I've built a relationship with someone and after I've given to them or showed some value or made introductions or something, when it's time for me to get the word out about a product- Yeah, it's, or, your, it's your big day. It's your big moment here that you're working towards. I'll email them or call them and I'll say, I'll usually email and say something along the lines of what is in it the most for them to promote you? So you need to make it about them being the champion of their audience. Okay. So for me, I'll, I'll say something like, I've got this great new training on Facebook marketing and I know you've got this, this blog or this audience that loves social media content. Now, I would love to do a free training for them. It's not going to cost them a dime. In fact, I'm going to show them some great strategies on how they can get some results from Facebook marketing to build their business. I know that's what you talk about in your, your audience. I'd love to give it to them for free. I've also got this training that tons of people love uh, where we could offer at the end, and you'll get a huge commission off of it. Uh, would you be interested in uh, sharing this with your audience? You know, but it's more about making them a rock star because because they shared this content, because you're giving some value to their, to their audience. It's, it's not about, hey, will you promote this so you can make some money or I can make money. It's, I want to make you more valuable to your audience so that they trust you more, they like you more, and they keep coming back to open any email or whatever it may be uh, that, you, that you send them. And so when you do, and what would be the wrong way? Is the wrong way essentially wrong just way. saying like, here's my product, I really want you to promote it or something like that? I mean, like, it's, you know. I got a guy. I got a guy recently. I'm not going to say his name. He emailed me on Facebook. Who is it? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <Yeah. Okay. laughs> I've never even heard of him, yeah. actually. But uh, he reminded. He sent me an extra email today. He emailed me and said something like, "You know, I know we're connected. That we've got mutual friends with like two people or something. And I've got this product coming out. It'd be perfect for your list. We promote it. I've never talked to this guy in my life. Right. And then he right. emailed me again today. This is like a week ago. He emailed me again today. He's like, "Hey, uh, you never followed up." Just want to let you know I've got this product. You know, here's who's promoting it. You're going to get a great commission if you sell it. I was just like, dude, I don't even know you. I don't know the product. And I don't trust you. Like, right. Until I know you as a friend, I don't trust you really. So first off, I don't promote this product unless I really, really trust them. So it's like that's the wrong way to do it. It just leaves like a bad like, – I don't even want to talk to the guy. Right. And, and now that I'm thinking about it too, like it all it, – of course, it all depends on the type of relationship you have with the person, right? Like meaning like, you know, t for example, you and I, you know, I, I, I feel pretty comfortable about saying like here's what I got. You know, I got yeah. something going on. Can we promote it? But, but we're really good friends. But like below that, you know, kind of people you know, but you're not quite at the top friendship level. What I've noticed is exactly what you just mentioned. Like when people come to me for the show, right, yeah. they, they, when they take the 
audience perspective and they really understand the show, yes, there's a better chance or far better chance that I'm going to have them on as opposed to a typical email that I get. And I'm, and I'm not talking cold emails. That's a whole other thing. That's a whole other category. I'm talking about people that, I, that I've met or done something or whatever, some kind of conversation yeah. with at some point. Yeah. And I'll yeah. get the stuff like, hey, dude, uh, new book's coming out. Um, really want to get, help get the word out. Think we could do an interview on the show, right? Exactly. As, instead of they would have said, hey, I've got this new book on how to build your business as an entrepreneur with $50. I know you've got a great entrepreneur network, and they're always looking for Thank bootstrapping you. ideas. I would love to break down my five most relevant and important strategies that no one uses and give it exclusively to your audience. You'd there be you like, Fuck it, let's do this right now. Right, exactly. And, and, it's just, and it's just that it's that little change. You know, how much more effort did that take, right? I mean, like it was a personalized email to begin with, but it was just, yeah. a, you know, I need something from you right now. Here's what you got to give me versus like, you know, again, like you said, making the other, I think it's one of the best. I want to add that in as a special lesson here is yeah. making others feel like the champion. Exactly. That's one of the top lessons because it's making others feel like the champion. It is. You know, we got some philosophical shit today, man. This is, we're all, <laughs> we're all over it. So, all right, I want to move on because I want to get to the fight. We have hand, until the handballs deflate two more because again, We've talked tactical. We've talked your story in past episodes. This is important to get this stuff out of here. So getting your message out there. And I know that some of the top ways that you get your message out there are guest blogging. Mm -hmm. I mean, you've been on the front page of Mashable for like eight years. And speaking at events, right? Yeah. And when I mean speaking at events, I mean I don't go to a lot of events as much as I probably should. And every single damn event I go to, you're there. <laughs> doesn't matter if it's a women's event, men's event, entrepreneurship event. Lewis House is on the stage at these events. It might be for 20 minutes. It might be for two hours, but you're freaking there. So yeah. let's talk about some of those, the ideas behind getting the message out there. Yeah. I mean, you can also do you know webinars or interviews or whatever else it may be, but speaking and guest blogging are great. And um, this is, I learned this lesson early on in business about social proof. And I know you know a lot about this. I'm sure a lot of people listening. But I got a featured in Details Magazine, a two-page spread, uh, a picture that was two pages was with me, me and Seth Godin and Gary Vaynerchuk and Tim Ferriss was featured as well in the article. And uh, the writer found me because he saw um, – <clears throat> the writer interviewed me from Details Magazine. And I emailed him afterwards saying, how did you find me? Just curious. He said, I saw – a tweet of yours that you wrote an article on one of the sites like Mashable or something, uh, someone retweeted you, and then I went to your website and I saw at the top of your site that you had Time logo and Business Week and Fast Company logo and I said to myself, if you were good enough for those media outlets, you were good enough for Details Magazine. And by him telling me that, I was like, wow, this is powerful. You mean all I had to do was have some you know, social proof on my site that says I've been featured in other places and other media outlets are willing to pick me up and promote me, I said, i got to start doing this more and more. I started writing guest articles on all the top social media sites about LinkedIn. And, um, and then I said, I need to speak as much as possible. I started speaking at all these different events to get myself out there so that I could meet the writers and meet other influencers and they could mm -hmm. see me on stage speaking about my topic. Mm -hmm. By doing that, it's just really helped me over the last couple of years. Yeah, and it's funny, and, and you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's often better from a social proof standpoint, right? It's the obvious statement here coming, but, it's, but people miss this. Going to events, 
you know, everyone preaches that, right? Like go yeah. to events and get out there and get to know people. Great. We know that. That's important. Like we can't, you know, we, we can't hide behind computers, right? However, right. to take that to the next level is approach yourself from a speaking standpoint. Yeah. You know, I mean, and I think like, you know, I'm always pissed when I'm, at, when I'm attending an event and you're speaking at, not really, but I'm just saying, I'm saying just because, meaning from the standpoint of it's better to be on stage and be kind of a center of influence if you can yeah. at these events. I don't care if you're doing a Q&A on a panel, yeah. whatever it may be, than just, just, I'm putting that in quotes, an attendee, you know? Exactly. It's way better. Right. Because think about that. I guarantee you, when you start doing that, the networking starts to come to you, you know? It does. I mean, right after the, my speech, I was out in the hall, and people just started coming out in the hall, leaving the other speaker to come talk to me about the stuff I was mentioning. And uh, the whole weekend, it was happening like that. Right. And so for people that are, maybe they don't have a ton of credibility in speaking yet. Let's, we're not going to go into like speaking fear or anything like that. Let's just assume you're not scared um, or, or scared enough where you're still going to get up there. Um, right. When you first started doing this and you were kind of building your credibility, I'm not talking about fees or anything. I'm just assuming that you want to get out there and spread your message. Um, what's your approach to reaching out to people for that? Was it, was it a case of, you know, Googling conferences and just like trying to figure it out and, and like just being like, hey, I'd love to talk on LinkedIn or, hey, you know, I've got webinars going on now. I'd love to talk on that. Like, is it just a case of you going the hustle or is it more inbound or is there something we're missing? Uh. It was a real hustle in the beginning. I mean, in the beginning, I was just wanting experience on a local market, so I was like reaching out to Rotary Clubs and Chamber of Commerce and that type of stuff. Um, but then it, it was more I was becoming friends with the conference organizers or the track leaders at the different events. And I would say, hey, I'd love to talk about this. I would see the event schedule, what they're talking about, mostly the marketing and social media events. I would see their schedule, and I'd see that no one was talking about LinkedIn or webinars. I would email them and say, you know what? One of the biggest topics right now that a lot of people don't even aware of is how to make money with webinars or how to build your business with LinkedIn. I see that you've got Facebook and Twitter and all this other stuff, but I'd love to give a great presentation on how to do X, Y, and Z so that your audience will get so much more value out of this event. Again, so they're, the, cat, they're, the, they're the, uh, the rock star. Making it about them, not about, hey, you know, you should book me at this event or whatever because I'm good or something. It's like making about you're missing out on this content and I see as you're not you don't have a speaker yet I'd be more than happy to speak about this and this is the exact same approach um, I had with Tim Ferriss and speaking at his event he had you know a list of speakers yeah that this were was the opening kimono ten thousand dollar a person event so tell me how you weaseled your way in well I'll, I'll keep a, I'll keep a couple secrets for this one but to myself I'll, you weaseled your way in. I'll, I'll tell you a couple I'll tell you a couple of good things I, I saw that they had a lot of great speakers. Yeah. Sure. And um, I was like, you know what? It'd be great to speak here, but it would also just be great to share the message that I have. They, were, they didn't have anyone talking about a specific topic on virtual book signings. This was for authors. And no one was talking, oh, yeah. about, how to sell, no one was talking about how to sell bulk books via webinars. People were talking about other types of marketing strategies, a lot of great strategies. And I said, you know what? There's a great niche here. And if I email uh, Tim and Charlie, who was uh, working with Tim at the time, I, yep. if I, I said, if I email them the right thing, it says, I would love to share your audience how they can leverage this. And I gave some great bullet points. And I was like, you know, I know you guys are full of speakers and you probably don't have any slots left. But if you do or if someone backs out, I could jump in at any time and cover this thing 
and show them how to sell 850 copies of their book in one webinar, how to get rid of a, uh, a physical book tour, save all their energy and time by doing a virtual book tour. So I was really talking about how to make them the champion of their audience by letting me share the information that I could give the audience. So that's some of the strategies. Cool. And, and, and just to back that, it wasn't just some random thing you came up with. You, you, uh, you did that for Gary Vaynerchuk when he had uh, was it Thank You Economy or yeah it was Thank You Economy right it was like, so when like Thank You Economy came out you did a big uh, webinar with Gary and sold like 500 plus books and it, it just rocked out so you, again you had the credit you know it wasn't like hey I can teach case this trip. random thing I mean you had you had you had like uh, I had a backing case an example so yeah. th that's a great way to hustle into it again the whole idea of making other people a chance like if I could take away one thing from this and I'm gonna get to the last point here in a second. Um, it's really making others the champion, you know, yeah. which in turn yeah. makes you the champion, and therefore we just have a lot of champions. Um, and, I, and I had known Tim already and, and Charlie, and it's, so it's like I had a, a decent relationship with them. You know, I wasn't their best friend, but I knew them at least, and so I think that helped as well. But if I didn't have that relationship, it probably wouldn't have worked out. It's because they knew me, um, and I had some credibility where I was able to get in there. Right, right. And final point here, and then we're going to definitely discuss the new book for a couple minutos for sure. Um, but your final thing here, and this is something that, that uh, is, is pretty interesting and it can apply a lot of different ways. Something you also do is you bring influencers together physically. I mean, you physically bring them together. T tell us about that, why you do it, um, and maybe how, how can other people apply that? You know, how can they be the champion and get people together? Because you know, it's hard to get sometimes influential people, so maybe they can start a different way, but well, I'll let you talk about yeah, it. Exactly. So what we do is um, we have what's called a mastermind where we host 10 to 15 people once a quarter where we bring them, bring them all together. They fly their way out, but we, we pretty much pay for everything else. And um, for a whole day, we make it about helping them grow their business. We connect them with people who we think that they could help promote each other. We let them talk about their biggest challenges so that we can, as a collective group, share our, idea, our ideas on how they could grow their business. We let them share what's working for them really well so that they can inspire the rest of the group. But it's all about making each person a champion, not really about us. So it's myself and my business partner, Sean. Um, and at each one of these events, we never talk about you know what we're working on to the group or like what we want them to oh, promote. Oh, so you don't, you don't even so – you're, you're basically running a mastermind for them, but you're not actually like... We're not promoting ourselves, really. Like, right. don't even talk at all. We just, I just facilitate. I just let people share. And, um, you know, we, we happen to have products that are launching all the time, so sometimes it's like in the same month as we're launching a product, so people know that it's like coming out, and it doesn't hurt to add goodwill before you want them to promote you, but uh, either way, even if they never promoted us, it's not a big deal because we've got a lot of affiliates now. But it's right. just about bringing them together and making them all champions, making them grow their business, find that one specific idea that's going to help them go 10x this year or make an extra 50 grand a month or whatever it may be. It's all about making them succeed, mm -hmm. become champions of their own business. And doing that, I can't speak of how valuable that is to bring people together. Whether you bring once a month in your local town, you just bring like four, four people together. You have like a dinner even. You can just do something like that. It doesn't have to be like this you know, big mastermind. But doing something to bring people together, have lunch once a week, have a breakfast with people or just smart people in your area or in your niche where you can collaborate and help each other out. Create a Facebook, private Facebook group where you do it. Do something where you can bring people together because 
people that bring others together are the ones that are able to leverage a lot of things. Yeah, totally, totally agree on that one. Yeah, it's a great point. And, and it's, again, another way to get things offline and we forget about those things sometimes and build yes. up those one-on-ones, you know, build up those exactly. relationships. So before our handballs deflate, Lewis, uh, this is cool. It's been a unique interview here. I want to hear feedback on this. If people kind of liked sort of this different format that we did today for the interview. Um, and also, tell us what's shaken. I know uh, we've actually discussed this on previous stuff too, but um, when you came on and you talked about the tactical things you did on your last product launch, and I talked to a few other people that are influenced by you, right? They all say, webinars, 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 webinars. Number one marketing tool that we've had for our products. Got to do it. You now have a book on it. Uh, tell us a little bit about this is the, this is your shameless plug moment. So drink that water, take a good sip. <laughs> now let us know why we need the book. So the ultimate <laughs> webinar marketing guide. I feel like if anyone wants to build their business, the easiest, fastest, most reliable way to do this is to connect with your audience on a deeper level. The best way to connect with your audience on a deeper level is do a webinar. If you want to save time, if you bring them to a live event, you can do that. But this is to save time and energy to get maximum results. Mm -hmm. Webinars are so powerful to get your message across the right way. Sometimes the message gets jumbled in marketing, right? But if you can get them on a webinar, you can share your message with them and you can really connect with them, show them that you care. Um, at the end, you can offer your product, your service, your coaching, your software, whatever it may be. By doing that, it's gonna help you increase your sales, build your list, and just build a stronger relationship with your audience. So. The book, uh, depending on when this goes up, this video, it's going to be live for a couple – it's going to be free for a couple of days. So if David puts this no, up there – No, that will actually – I mean obviously it depends on when people watch it. But it's, it, this, this video is going up on uh, uh, March 7th. Hello, okay. March 7th. How are you? So, so it will be free that day on Kindle. And any I'm other sorry, day 8th. March 8th. March 8th. I was lying. We don't put shows up on Wednesdays. Thursday, be, March 8th. It will be free that day as All well. All right. <laughs> For a couple of days. I was lying. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's, it's actually going up Thursday, March 8th. Yes. It's going to be free. Uh, so you don't have to pay me anything. You don't have to opt in. It's on Amazon. You just go to Amazon, and David will probably have a link here. You just click the one-click download. It's going to be free. And if you find it another day, it's like $9.99 or something like that. It's like less than 10 bucks. It's going to show you exactly my selling sequence on how to sell without being salesy, how to add value to your audience, how to build your list with webinars. It's going to teach you everything you need to know about webinars the right way so that you can build a great business around this concept of webinars. So, again, it's free if you get it today, and if you're on another time, it's less than 10 bucks to give you a wealth of information on webinars. All right, so that's my us. We'll check that out. And I got to tell you, you know, we just we kind of wrapped up recently the uh, a huge few month series on internet marketing. You know, what yeah. I mean, like, like a multiple month series that we did on internet marketing. And it was amazing to hear as we talked about that just how many people are using webinars in different ways. So, so you know, it's amazing. And I remember you were preaching this like back last year. Before anyone was doing webinars and stuff, you're like, webinars, it's webinars. Right. You're like, I'm doing 18 a week or something. So, <laughs> um, so that's great to hear that you've kind of poured that knowledge out. That's going to help a lot of people. We will link that up below. And depending on when you watch that, you can nab it for free. That's a pretty great deal. Yeah. Um, Lewis, as always, man, it's been a pleasure. Yeah, and if you, uh, if you want some fluff, Go pet a bunny. It's been Lewis House once again on the rise to the top. I'm going to do it again. I'll let him do the conclusion though. Ready? He's going to do it. So once again, Lewis House on the rise to the top. All that stuff is linked up below. I will see you next time. I'm David Seitman Garland. He's Lewis House. And remember, if you want some fluff, <laughs> go pet a bunny.
<laughs> That's the best part. I'm cut. And one more quick reminder: if you want to give Go to Meeting a shot, you're supporting the show. You're using something really cool. Do it. Do it. Visit GoToMeeting.com and click the Try It Free button under the promo code Rise for a special 45 day free trial just for Rise Nation.